Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal on my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Get extra buck or two, if you mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by James Hetfield. I choose to live, not just exist. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 135. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a refreshing, busy, rainy day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Podcast dropping super early here because I'm taking a much-needed short vacation to Colorado. And I can't wait. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Nice to see Minneapolis celebrity Macklemore Corey at the show. Thursday, Brian Johnson himself rocked out at B-Dale Club in Roseville, Minnesota. Happy birthday to my old summer school student, Maddie. Friday, I will be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. Haven't played it yet, but I sure hope it goes well. Upcoming shows. Friday, May 18th. 2018, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 5 to 7 p.m. Saturday, May 19th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Guest this week. It's part one of three with the top five Metallica songs of all time, according to our celebrity guest panel of Billy Thomas... Matt Kirkwald, Ken Valdez, and myself, judged by Dan Fink. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, everybody. We are here for another top five episode. We're having a great time here. We're at the Beadell Club in beautiful Roseville, Minnesota, home of T-Birds, Cafe, Takeaway, whatever. We're doing the top five Metallica songs of all time. And I'll go around the room. Who we have? We have Mr. Billy Thomas here of Hairball with the coolest t shirt I've ever seen in my entire life. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast album cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well worn. Well worn. I wasn't going to wear a Metallica shirt. No, heck no. And we got Mr. Matt Kirkwald of Antiverse. Not the hip-hop version. No. The definite hard, hard rock version. Oh, yeah. uh, very popular producer guy around the city. He's great. Matt's a previous podcast guest. Got a ton of downloads. You all know about Matt. But thanks for coming, Matt. Thanks for having me. 
Then we have a recent podcast guest, Mr. Ken Valdez, Mr. Blues man, Memphis Blues Santa Fe fella. Uh, yeah. At least he switched on me. Something. <laughs> and he's a fellow wrestling mark like I am as well. So thank you, Ken, for being on the show. Thanks and our judge me. of the Lars Nelson band, Mr. Dan Fink, who is the biggest Metallica mark I've ever seen in my entire life. So he cannot be on the panel. He's only going to be the judge. He will be on the Black Sabbath panel, but not Metallica. He's too much of a mark for that stuff. Mm. And in the background, we got my bass player, Mr. Brian K. John, just hanging out, just keeping things flowing here. Um, so how are you guys doing tonight? You guys having a good time here at the oh, B-Daily? Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Does anybody have any questions how we're going to do this? How are we going to do this? How, 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 how... What are the, are there rules? How, how, I was going to say, we should have a drinking game about any time we complain about Lars's drumming. Yes! yes. Oh. Where's Fluff when you need him? And we're already drunk. <laughs> and just wanted to say that uh, yes. Mr. James Fluff Harley could not be here today because he's flying back to L.A. or Phoenix. I don't know which one. Yep! Uh, but we did a 15-minute conversation recorded on my phone right here oh and it is entertaining as hell top five metallica songs number one with a bullet creeping death version via uh the binge and purge live discs okay the original version sucks balls how is these top five episodes usually work is we have we go around and you go five through one uh oh, one at a time your top five oh, Metallica songs, Shit. and then at the end, okay. But here's here's the wrinkle in it. If someone says the song, it's off the table, Fuck. so you can't say. No. Come on, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Really? And then, oh. okay, here's oh, the thing. And no. the, so Dan Fink is the judge, and at the end, is there any way we'll to get judge? disqualified? No. Is there can any just... way to usurp somebody's song? Yeah. Can you just like? No. It's if it's uh, if someone says it right away Shit. first, you're gone. It's got you got to pick a different one on the fly. Twelve sided dice. We can see who goes first. <laughs> so um, what are we doing? Everyone's five and everyone's four. Does everyone's uh, probably episode one will probably be five and four. The episode two will be three and two, and the last one will be episode one. Oh, okay. Man. So what we'll do anyway. So the prize. Why? How? Why you do want to win this? Huh. That's a Swedish band right there, Matt. No, no, French. They're French. Yep. They are from the France. I have them on my phone. They're '80s. It's like an '80s. What band is? I don't oh, know. Sure. Never, yeah. It's French death metal. These guys are the best dressed guys in the city. And Mr. Ken Valdez, I know Billy here has some awesome tattoos, but Ken has my favorite tattoo of any musician in the Twin Cities. It is goddamn Billy the Kid on his arm with blues. Let's see that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah! Yeah. That's my my shit. That's my jam. That's uh, Okay. Yeah, Yeah, man. That's uh, First prize for the top five Metallica songs of all time, judged by Dan Fink right there, the Lars Nelson band. For the sake, of, I know this is a polarizing person right now, but for the sake of classic rock, this is a great album cover and a great album and a working eight track of the winner gets the Nuge Cat Scratch Fever oh, on eight track. Oh my god, oh, that, that is the win- Isn't that a cool album cover? The winner gets this. This is the this is the grand prize (laughs) for the top five Metallica songs of all time. Oh man! Oh, John's gonna hang out. Talk about incentives. (laughs) And it works. Isn't that a cool? Well, I can make a pussy purr with stroke of my hand. (laughs) 
Okay, so let's before we kind of get going here, Twick. Um, if my grandma's listening, uh, I'll ask. Let's start with you, Billy. Um, who is Metallica? They're a four-piece rock band from San Francisco area. Formed in like the eighties, right? Eighty-two. Right, right, early eighties, and they kind of blew apart the the kind of more glam metal stuff that happened before them. I mean, they were around during those times, that earlier music, but you know, I, I have to admit, I I came in at Master of Puppets. You know what blows my mind about that? I mean, you know, and so I was, you know, end of high school, but I heard battery, you know. Oh, oh. But 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 so when I look back now and I'm going Ride the Lightning happened and I didn't even like know about it at all. What the hell, dude? That just kind of blows my mind. So I came in a little late compared to like some of the early fans. But anyways, I, I digress. Uh, we're still just just describing the band. We're just describing Metallica. the band for people that might not know who Metallica is, what they would. But they're uh, considered like a famous thrash thrash band. metal. They invented, they invented, part of the top, like the four, the big four. They invented what we th- now know as modern metal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as singing style, guitar stuff. Um, yeah, classic, and, and they've gone through a variety of transformations over the years as far as their styles and things like that, um, and a very, very popular heavy metal band. What do you think they're, Ken? Well, I think uh, what I liked about them was, you know, I guess the description that, that was given to me back in the day, and I think uh, Hetfield has, has echoed it on many occasions. They're too punk for, you know, for rock and thrash or metal, you know, and too metal for punk. Yeah. And so they just kind of paved their own way. And that was all it took for me because I love both, you know. And considering that the classic lineup of Metallica would have been James Hetfield on lead vocals and guitar, Lars Ulrich on drums, um, and probably Cliff Burton on bass probably. Yeah. And then there was yeah. Jason Newstead yeah. for years yeah. and Rob something. Trujillo. Rob T. And then um, Kirk Hammett on guitar, but started with Dave Mustaine, our buddy, whatever, Megadeth. Yeah. We'll do a top five on Megadeth for sure, too, because <laughs> I'm love. i a Megadeth mark, big time. Anyway, so I guess let's get this thing started. Um, like I said, the rules is if you say, it's, we'll start with number five, we'll go around the group. So somebody's number five could knock out somebody's number one. Yeah, it's very gonna, It's going to happen. Yeah, this right. is not All right, fair. so guys, let's be gentle. <laughs> It's almost harder to start from five if you have a favorite. Cool. Okay, I know, I know what, like, my, my favorite, favorite one is. I know what my favorite is. Yeah. You know, well, I don't okay, know what, like, where but, my four okay, let's start. Let's go so around the room. Let's go clockwise. Let's start with Billy. Yep, the then most we'll unprepared one. Then we'll go with Kenny, and then we'll go with me. This is going to be bloodbath, oh, dude. All right, so be good. To this is going to be an Antifurst right, album. Let's, let's think about this. Right. Right. Hey man. Okay. Just buying okay. a. I'm super buying a minute Oh yeah. Here. Phones are good. You know, I have uh, I have all mine saved right here. <laughs> I might have to do that as well. I got I mine know. saved. I got mine saved too. <laughs> uh. All right. All right. You guys. You okay. Guys without right? further ado, number five. Number Mr. five. Billy Thomas of Hairball. What is your number five top five Metallica song of all time? Off of the worst sounding Metallica record of all time, I'll say Blackened. <laughs> Yes, we got a guy out already. <laughs> out of all the freaking, I had six. That's, that's my five. 
That's your what? You're up. That's higher than five. That was for my you? number five. That was my number five. Oh well, uh, you're about, fine. Do you have anything to say about fine. Blackened? Why you picked that or anything about it? Um, it's uh, I I like the fast stuff, and it, it's uh, you know that the sound of that record, you know, has obviously been well discussed, but it's like just a crisp version of that fast stuff, and and I mean I could very well just say Dyer's Eve as well. As the other end of that, wish you woulda. You know, right, <laughs> right. I could trade. I'll trade you for, for all I go. care on this. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like the performance. I like the tune, and yeah. I like uh, I like black and salmon. It's one of my favorite dishes. So every time I listen to that now, man, I, I just go, what would you like? How would you like that? Blackened, you know. Color my fish blackened. <laughs> Yeah, after the 1988 record, uh, Injustice for All, that was definitely on my goddamn list. Um, Color Our World Black, and that's a great pick there, Billy. This is going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be brutal. Good. Bring it. Okay, uh, next up, Mr. Matt Kirkwall. What else do I got to erase off my phone as a top? (laughs) Number five is The Four Horsemen. What do, you, what do you have to say about that song? Dave Mustaine. That's all I got to say about that. Mm. So I, thought, I think it's by far the best song on that record. I think a lot of the other stuff seems... I would, I would, To me, my favorite two songs in there are Metal Militia and, and The Four Horsemen, and those are Dave's songs. And I always felt like, because mm-hmm. I'm a massive, fave, <clears throat> massive fan of that idiot. So people say, um, who is Dave Mustaine? Just for the sake of says my grandma's listening. Uh, now the he band is leader Megadeth. Megadeth and was a massive part of, of the very beginning of Metallica and I think he was the best musician they had in the band uh, up until they kind of got their legs underneath them and I think he wrote the best stuff and probably had the best drugs um, uh-huh. uh, didn't so Lars know. fight him or something that's why they kicked him out of the band uh, no I think actually I don't know how what the story is but he got kicked out well they kicked him out when after they'd already traveled all the way to New York to do demos for uh Jane or what's his name, John Zazula for his, whatever his like Megaforce or whatever it was that that late it came out on. Got all the way to New York and they shipped him back on a bus, you know, because he was just a kind of a drunk belligerent prick. Huh. But those two songs on that record, I mean the whole record's great, and now the funny thing is, is all b- bands are trying to copy that sound. Like the kind of more traditional retro thrash bands that are happening right now. Are trying to sound like what that first Metallica record sounds like. Wow! But the Four Horsemen, I think, is the best song in that record and one of their best songs. Period. I had a previous podcast on my show a month a few two ago. A guy named Ken Valdez, and he he told me that that um, Dave Mustaine put Lars Ulrich in an F five, <laughs> like true. Brock Lesnar, and then they, they got pissed off and fired him. Oh, I'm sure there's all kinds of stories oh, yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> All right. Being a band with that dude was not Great easy. song, oh The Four Horsemen. That's a good pick there, Matt. All right. No. Okay. All right, we're next gonna, up. Keep track good of call. Mr. Ken Valdez, the soul renegade himself. Oh, my God, man. Um, Who's your number? What's your number five Metallica song of I all time? Do I go with the dark horse right away, or do, no. I, or do I? I think they're all minor dark horses. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go fade to black.
right. Mm. As number five, and uh, reason being, it's, it's it was different enough. Like at the time, like you know, they're angry, they're pissed off. You know, the whole punk vibe, the whole thrash vibe, and then you got melody, and that was always like the weirdest undercurrent for that band. Right. It was awesome, and it was it like it became almost. Um, Oh, uh, I don't want to say operatic, but it's, it, you know, there's, there's definite movements within, you know, the structure of the song. And, and I think that's one I of those things. You know? Andrew, right, the way Christian like, right. thrash. Yeah, and, and it kind of it was when and, you think about it's it. It's as oh, close it's to a, a ballad, story. a thrash every ballad band, as you're going to find. Every band copied that formula. Every fucking band. And they still do. Yeah. You know, it, it started there. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Fade Good to Black. Call. Good call. All right. Got any left? What's your alternative five? My number five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My number five <laughs> is off, orig- off their B-side to the single. Oh, wow. Sad But True from 1990-something. Oh. 19- I love cover songs. I like doing cover songs. Um, this song was actually written in 1981 by the Anti-Knower League. My number five Metallica song of all time. It's so fucking what? <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah, you weren't kidding. Right. You had dark oh yeah, no, you're going deep. Yes. When I was a kid, I, I got that single. I bought it. I used to go to On Cue in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. I'm from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. We had to drive literally 45 minutes to even get a cassette tape of stuff. And so we drive up there, and I bought. I'm a black album and before to be up front. Oh, That's so. the, my time when I listen to them. I don't listen to much now, you know, all that kind of stuff, but that was that was my heyday, and I drove to get that Sad But True single with the same cover as the album, and it had Sad But True in the back, had this rock and roll, and it was the most vulgar things you could possibly say, and Metallica, from my previous experience, didn't do a... They weren't cutting a lot of promos on their songs about swearing. It was kind of darker, but they weren't, like, just going nuts. Right. And this is, like, the most foul-mouthed song of all time. It's got to be on my top five, because it's a rock out to it. I love it. Good. My number five is Soul. What? Good pick. Take it. Let's do one more for this time around. Mr. Billy Thomas, what is your number four Metallica song of all time? <laughs> See, I'm afraid someone's just going to take some of my future ones. See, you just like totally want to jump them in. You know, you want to shark tank here. It makes you think. Right. Okay. So, but no, I'll. I'll um, okay. Number four. I used to play this in one of my first bands with my bro, uh, Disposable Heroes. <laughs> You know, there's time signatures, goodness, fun, weird stuff, and like, and is oh, it's just, a, it's just brutal. Master, 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 master pups, master. end of side one. Oh. You know, it's. Uh, and on a tape or a record, that's a great ending of a first. Right. Yeah. yeah that's oh, great. totally. Disposable heroes is brutal. That's a great. 
a great song. Anything, anything else about that song you know well, much I don't, about? I mean, it's just kind of like you think the song's done, and then they're going to just pummel you one more time. You know. Oh my gosh! Have you ever dude. seen them do that live? Do they still play it? I, uh, I think they bust it out. They yeah, must, yeah. you know. But, but I don't know. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Oof. Metallica live. And... You snuck through on that one, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. But all I right, think, moving I on. think that song's the precursor to Dire's Eve too. Yeah. There's a lot of elements sure. between those two songs that remind. Dire's Eve seems like the part two of that one to me. Yeah. Sister songs are kind of cool like that when it yeah, goes, you, when they do you that. Find those connections. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Matt Kirkwald. Okay. Antiverse. If anybody was listening a minute ago, they realized they just sang the ending of the wrong song. For, mm-hmm. But it's my pick, which is Leopard Messiah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leopard Messiah. To me, Master is the heaviest record. They get there's a couple songs on Master that are just when you when you start disrespecting Metallica, forgetting how heavy they can be. You listen to that particular a song like that, and there's another one that if I'm lucky enough to bring up today, I will. I know exactly where you're gonna go. (laughs) It's the heaviest one, I believe. I'm gonna hate you if you get it before I do. (laughs) But Leopard Messiah is just. Fucking heavy. It's just what album is that off again? That's Unmastered. Masters. Yep. And it's just Ooh. just chunky. It's a different kind of chunk though. Like you never heard it's not just down it's not it's just down. Mid tempo stomp kind of it's very four on the floor kind of pounded yeah. out. What's it's he singing about in that song? I'm not really sure. Who Let's cares? take a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what? What's that? Preachers? Yeah, about religious yeah, preachers. Works for me. Yeah. Leper Messiah. I'm gonna go with that's probably it. Yeah. Particularly, it's, a, it's it's about yeah. it's about uh, what appears to be uh, like uh, televangelists. televangelists. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't well, actually good. read the lyrics in a while. I just love how it feels. I like that too, man. Great pick. All right, Mr. Ken Valdez, the soul renegade himself. Right, man, I'll go. Who's your number four? I'll go with my dark horse now. Oh, he knew it. He's learning. Yeah, the dark horse is here. The dark horse that I have is my apocalypse. Wow. Mm, from Death wow. Magnetic. Okay. Wow. Fluff would be right. losing his mind right now. So happy. Well, we real. had we had a we had a nice conversation about this. So who's your buddy record. that couldn't make it tonight? Who you're talking about? James Harley. Fluff. Fluff. Yes. What's his, what's his deal? He's a engineer producer. We made we were production partners for years. We had a company called World Record Productions. Made a lot of records together. He is so good at what he does. And he's really good. Rock producer, good. engineer, rock mixer, guy. dude. He's a rock yes, dude man. to he the did core. My and yep. uh, he's really, really good. yeah. yeah. So what? Okay, so Death Magnetic is that, who produced that one? Rick Rubin. Rubin. And the reason why I, I dig this is, you know, everybody has their opinions. A black album comes out. It's a little different. It's a little bit. It's it's Metallica, very polished, very polished Metallica. And then, then it happened. 
haircuts and you know <laughs> eyeliner. Kirk Hammett with eyeliner. And, you know, like Jim Morrison says, some of the worst mistakes for haircuts. You know, JC not Penny Metallica. It's like not, shiny not, shirts. Yeah, it's like <laughs> not not everybody's perfect. There was you know? a meme and of then, a JC Penny catalog thing. Moments where like Bob Rock does Saint Anger, and you think maybe maybe they're back, and it's just. Not when you have Bob Rock playing bass, man. It don't work. Uh, Rick Rubin, in my opinion, gave Metallica their balls back. And with that record, the more I <laughs> keep listening their to balls. it, yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, when you listen to it, it reminds me, or, or it makes me feel like it's almost a continuation of, of Master of Puppets. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. It's like, cool, this man. is like almost Great like, a, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like the uh, conclusion or, you know, part two, if you will, the sequel. So, but that, that song in particular, like reminded me so much of the cool stuff on Master of Puppets. And it's just pissed off and angry at a time where they I'm, probably aren't really pissed off and angry. Back then, it you was like we, it's, we have to make this the Spotify playlist of all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, you, you, sure. you talked me into listening to it. Dude, yeah, really? I, I mean, when you got out. a bunch of guys that like, oh, it's a crusher. I could like, I could see that being like the end of record or the end of side one of like the masters. Totally. Period. Yeah, you kind of just on. imagine that production on it yeah. for well, it to be that case. The way it is that, different. The way style. that I kind of viewed it though was like when you had when you had Master of Puppets, you had four guys that were just like, well, fuck this, it's us against the world, man. They had nothing else to live for. That was it. Don't you remember they were like twenty three? Yeah, and then yeah. now here they are, middle aged, and Mortgages, people are still talking about like habits. Yeah. kids. Yeah, and then uh, the load paintings. and reload albums. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. So it's like at that point in time, it's like, well, what <laughs> made you guys that cool? Look, people are laughing at you, you and your eyeliner, and no, 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 we can't have that anymore. This is what Rick Rubin's saying. I'm sure of it. Get your balls back, and they did. So there you go. Death Magnetic. Good I call. love that pick. Cool. Death Magnetic. For folks yeah, that are following along, though, I'd like to explain, like, for a second who Rick Rubin is, though, and how Rick Rubin hits me like my old favorite, uh, besides my grandfather, accordion player, Jimmy Masichi, say, I hear the name Rick Rubin hits me right here in the cigarettes, is because of uh, not only that, but he's he started out as a... Hip hop producer. Yeah, for, like, Beastie Boys and stuff. How I'm, I'm a Rick Rubin guy is that as Ken and I are big pro wrestling fans, he owned a wrestling promotion in the early 90s called Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which is one of the best wrestling promotions of all time. Welcome to another action-packed hour of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Wrestling the way it used to be and the way you like it. I uh, had a bunch of famous folks came through there, whatever, and also he produced my favorite metal band, Slayer. Mm-hmm. It's true. Which we have to do a top five Slayer. You got to be a Lombardo fan, aren't you, Billy? Of course. <laughs> Wish the I could play like him. The only metal drummer that could swing. What's that? Right. The only metal drummer who could oh. swing at like two thirty. Exactly. Rick Rubin. That that no stuff. I'm a Slayer. Do you want to see my my favorite YouTube video of all time? Is Rick Rubin playing with Slayer or Rick Rubin? Dave Lombardo playing with Slayer. At the Big Four concert at Yankee Stadium, they have a drum cam on his back the whole time. It's just him facing out over all of Yankee Stadium, playing through the whole set that night, and he is having so much fun, and he is blasting through those songs. Uh, uh, literally, Slayer tempo is 2:30, playing 16th notes at 2:30, and he is <laughs> he is swinging those fills like he's fucking Buddy Rich. <laughs> Thank you. 
He is just dogs. dead on time. He's hitting hard as a motherfucker, but he actually has dynamics in his mm-hmm. fills. And oh, he's, he's the and greatest. he's just having fun. Like you can just see him. He'll just hit and he'll look back at the camera and go, hey, and he'll just start ripping again. And, and oh, you gotta love that showman shit. That so, little Chuck Berry in his he's style. He's so good. He's oh. the bottom of that of those the big four kind of guys. As oh, far as yeah. feel, and like when you hear like the kick drums, they don't. It doesn't sound like the most con- one note right. a million times you can feel the humanness right, of there's a, that there's a wave there's a right. feel to exactly. it it's perfect the only microdynamics dude, that are in there that it's the only awesome, other guy man. I've ever heard even close is the guy from Gojira has a massive swing mm. like Lombardo and he uses the shit out of it and it's really fun so if you wanted to start a band who would you rather pick Dave Lombardo or Lars Ulrich oh. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about Drink. Okay, did you did you ever you know that you drunk did, did you ever see that when Dave sat in with Metallica, there was a concert where Lars couldn't make it to, and so they had I did not Lombardo know this. Lombardo sat in for like six Metallica? songs. Uh, Joey Jordison sat in for like six songs, and then somebody else sat in for like Boy. six songs, and they played the whole set. It's the best concert. Uh, but it sounds so good. <laughs> and and I always joke about I always joke about I joke about this fluff all the time. I go, do you think like. Robert Trujillo, who's a monster musician, has to go back after Metallica tour and recalibrate his time. Because <laughs> he's got great meter. Kirkwald is cutting promos yeah, here. You should have been a pro wrestler in your next life. You are cutting promos. I love it. What do you think, Ken? I absolutely agree. Oh, he's getting paid to play with Lars. Well, we'll, we'll do a, we'll sl- we'll a Slayer episode. You got to have love for Lars because without him, none of this is real. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm a Lars I'll guy. give you the and, flip and side. Lars wrote some great fucking parts on those early, those first four records, man. Yeah, oh, no, he's, he's classic. Air, air drumming parts. There's not many drummers that make those parts, but we're talking air drumming parts yeah, like Neil right. Peart quality. Right. That makes everyone go. That's what he contributed to the metal scene better than most metal drummers. In the last 30 years. He's inspired more kids to play than probably any drummer in the last 25, 30 years. And then something happened. But then... (laughs) Okay, let's get through my number four, then we're going to get a cutoff for next episode. So my number four Metallica song of all time would be, let's stick with the Kill 'Em All sessions. That was recorded in 1983 in the month of May. Uh... The album Kill 'Em All, it sounds so much different. Like they, like James's voice, I think, switched so much from Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning. But uh, I got to say it, and I like the kind of the black album version of this, but sports team anthem, wrestling anthem, great guitar riff. I got to say, Seek and Destroy. It's a great song. Yeah. Mm, of course. So it's a classic. That's my number four. So Fink, uh, Mr. Dan Fink of the Lars Nelson Band, what do you think of the picks so far? Don't have to tell him, but what, are we doing okay or what? Yeah, I'm liking them. These are, I don't know, from just uh, examining them with just personal reasons to just, you know, different things you like about the band. It's all pretty are cool. You, are you pissed that we were talking about Lars like that? I know you got a tattoo of Lars in your back. No, I mean... <laughs> Lars is well known as a dick, <laughs> but he, but his ego made the band what it is. So, so you're saying right. a giant penis? Oh, you got tattooed on your back? <laughs> no, no. Oh my no, god! The okay. AJ Perro story. You ever hear that? <laughs> no, 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 none of that. No, 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 All right, hey, we're having fun here at the B Dale Club in beautiful Roseville, Minnesota. We got Kate bartending. We got Yvette over by the bar, and the whole crew here. Thank you guys for hanging out, and please tune in next week 
for part two of the top five Metallica songs of all time, according to celebrity guest panel of Mr. Billy Thomas of Hairball, Mr. Mac Kirkwald of Antiverse, Mr. Ken Valdez of the Ken Valdez Blues Renegade Rockstar Ensemble <laughs> Thunder Tour. Thanks to our judge, Mr. Dan Fink of the Lars Nelson Band, and our guy that's keeping things working behind the scenes, Mr. Brian K. Johnson, who's in back smoking grass. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. Mm-hmm.